we're going to get started. So today on Astro Zero Twitter Spaces, we have a special guest, NFT artist, illustrator, animator, and host of his own Twitter Spaces Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, my good friend, Mega Retro. Welcome, man. Glad to have you here. Thanks for taking time out of your day to talk to us in our community. Hello there. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time and for having me. So, for, for you guys, what type of work did you do in, in the art field? Uh, like before NFTs and whatnot? Yeah, or, or that you still turn. Like what, what got you into NFTs? What got you, what got the uh, brain flowing for this direction? So uh, hopefully you can hear me fine. Uh, you were you were running a little bit for me, but um, you know I've been doing animation and illustration for uh, over twenty years now, and um, I've lived in areas where animation and illustration were highly sought after, and there's tons of people. I don't want to I don't want to give away too much information about myself personally, but you know just living close to that type of stuff, you know, it's um, I always wanted to have my work at like a large studio you know and like i love nickelodeon i love disney i love uh cartoon network and being able to have my work at those places would be huge and then it was just like i've been working on these different skills for all these years and, and like i've always been not necessarily a lone wolf but it, basically it's like if i don't know something or a skill i'd rather learn it than than pay somebody to do it at least in the meantime until i get the funds to like you know throw that money around and so I because of that mentality I've, I've accrued a ton of different abilities and um, talents and whatnot just because I've built that resume of stuff that I've worked on so because of that uh, it kind of had to go on the back burner I was like what's the use of having all these skills if I'm not using them for anything then I started hearing about NFTs and then I started clicking and I was like I could actually use these to really kind of tell my story that I've been wanting to sell for a long time like like my potent potions wasn't wasn't a thing until probably about September uh, of, of last year but before that I've always wanted to do my own cartoon you know it's just a matter of like what I wanted to do specifically has always just been kind of hovering in my brain so once NFTs started becoming a reality as far as what, that, what I could do with them and like crowdsource and uh, as far as like the, the funding and then also being able to basically use them as access like so like you use them as, as tickets or you know granting someone access to get the content that I'm making it's like that that's what I'm aiming for but then also being able to get paid to do it and beyond even like uh, something along the lines of uh, GoFundMe or Patreon that people can still make money off of those NFTs as well you know it's not just like a one time give and then you get the content it's like just another layer of them being able to make more money. So for me, it was, it was a no brainer to like really kind of get into it and, and really explore it. And so that, that's kind of what, uh, what started that whole, that whole, uh, snowball effect in my brain. So is this a solo project or are you working with other people? It is completely solo. I've been doing this, uh, myself for since I started, you know, just, just wanting to, I'm very particular with the way things look and how they go. And I have faith in my abilities of being able to, to do things a certain way and kind of represent things in a certain way. So like, like I, I have the ability to say, for instance, uh, be a director in, um, an animation studio. 
And so with that comes different skills that you have to have, like with cinematography, composition of layouts, character de- development and design, uh, different abilities with different software. Um, you know, I do animation illustration, knowing your colors, color theory, all those types of things play into it. And so with having all those different skills in my, in my tool belt, um, it's hard to just stick to one, you know, when, when I'm like, I want to use everything that I have. Uh, and so, um, yeah, hopefully I answered your question. Can you tell us a little bit, because you have a backstory and there's a little bit of lore behind the project. Tell us kind of how the storyline is going and how this uh, all came about with, you know, the holders being a part of the story to keep away the evil uh, evil villain in, in your storyline. Yes. Yes, you know. <laughs> You've done your homework. Um, yeah, so, so for Potent Potions, it started off where it's like, I just kind of got tired of seeing so many uh, monkey PFPs, just to be straightforward and honest. And like, just like very, and it's not that they're, they're bad art or anything, but it's just like, when you see like, literally hundreds of projects that are the same derivative of the same thing, I'm, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what can I do? What can I provide that's completely different or feels different than all these other ones? I was like, most of them are faces. Most of them are, you know, different characters. And I was like, no one's really doing anything of, uh, like, actual accessories, you know. And I was like, I would love to do potions because, uh, I mean, I never told anybody this, which is something something kind of like a little insight as far as who I am as a person. But I love going to the store, buying uh, different types of tea, like uh, dried tea leaves and elderberries that are dried and all these different things, you know, ginger, turmeric. And I like making like these really healthy type of teas. And, uh, it's kind of like making a potion in a way, you know, or an elixir. But, uh, but yeah, just, just that mentality that I have in, in my mind, um, really kind of sparks that type of wonder of what can I create? You know, what, what can I make? And so I wanted to do something more than just a character. Uh, so as far as like the background of, Potent Potions, who is a, a teen elf. We have Penny, who is, uh, he's a mutant buff cat. And I could, I could get to his story a little bit. And then we have Herb, which is uh, an old wise frog. And so uh, they are kind of on their journey. And so like uh, Herb is kind of like the Yoda in the situation, right? He's like the, sm- like the small green creature who's wise. And that's that's kind of uh, where I where I wanted to go with him because I, I love Star Wars. I'm sure a lot of others do. Well. Um, and Mac is kind of this character, this this teen elf, where he's like he daydreams and he he desires to be this hero, this great this great figure, because his childhood and and his growing up, he didn't really have that type of attention that he wanted or that type of encouragement he wanted in in growing up to be something more than what he sees other people doing or, you know, kind of like carving his own. path, And so it starts off with uh, Herb uh, knowing who Mac is, but has no idea who he is. What was that? Did I, did I... No, I lost you first. No, you're here. Okay. You're here. Okay. okay, cool. So, so Herb finds Mac because Herb is the one who knows these ancient things and 
and all these different uh, backstories as far as what's going on. So um, with that, you know, it, it kind of starts off with, with her uh, basically introducing Mac into the world of potent potions and what's important for Mac to know where it comes from. And, uh, and as they're on this little talk and journey, and this is the very start, they stumble across a kitten and that kitten is uh, tiny. It has a little tag named Tiny. And so uh, they don't know who it belongs to, but as Herb and Mac are showing each other the potions and Herb's explaining them, Mac accidentally drops the potion onto the cat and the cat grows into this big beast of a, of a creature and they think it's going to attack them, but really uh, winds up being this super friendly and, and lovable character. Uh, and that's tiny. And so that's why he's a big mutant buff cat. So, so there's that. And, uh, so the three of them are kind of on their journey, right. Of, of being this team trying to figure out, uh, what, what they can do to, to basically progress in, in their, in their journey, uh, who they are and what they're doing. And there's an evil professor record who, uh, was a regular person one day, but because of his obsession with potions and, uh, messing around with things, he wound up actually sending himself into a, a different dimension. And when he did that, he was stuck there for many, many years. But what happened was while he was in the other dimension, he actually started ruling over different areas and developed all of these little minions, these interdimensional minions. And so uh, the story goes, basically, he's he's found his way back to the world of potent potions. And it just so happens that this is when Herb realizes how important it is for Mac to really just start getting on his journey so he can start learning who he is and what, what he's meant to do as far as saving the world. All of these different potions are scattered along the world and they constantly are trying to find them and look for them. And so you as a buyer uh, of uh, NFT of a potent potion, you're also helping Mac tiny and herb and collecting all of the potions to keep them away from professor record. So that's the basic gist of, of the start of the story and kind of where it starts rolling out from there. So hopefully, I mean, that's the most I've told anybody about that. So a little, little alpha there as far as the story. But uh, yeah, is, does that uh, satisfy you a little bit? <laughs> that works. So you did a little bit more of a unique <laughs> strategy as far as rolling out your collection. Uh, your first series you dropped, it, it's... 5,000 pieces, I believe, and you're going to be dropping out 1,000 free pieces periodically in between your other series. So you would be dropping 1,000, then you would release Series 2, which, by the way, is coming out on the 12th for anybody in here that's interested. He will be minting his Series 2 on January 12th, and then you'll be dropping another 1,000 uh, right behind that of your first series behind Series 2, correct? That's how you're working it? Yeah, I basically want to make it to where not all of the series one since they're free to really kind of gather new people and whatnot. Uh, I really don't want to make it to where like there's so many whitelist tokens out there and like, like it just doesn't match up with the size of the community. You know what I mean? So as the community continues to grow, as we continue to uh, have more series of potent potions, you're going to get more and more tickets into it. And so, um, there is there is different utility that I have secretly planned, if uh, depending on the condition of the potion. Uh, but as long as you own a series one, you will always have a ticket into uh, presale. So 
All right. Uh, and that's for any, any, any project ever that I do. So, so I just tell me, about the, tell me about the, uh, the rarities of your potions. You have three different types of potions, correct? Yeah. So there is dusty, sturdy and blessed. So dusty, if you look at them, they basically have, I mean, and, and that pin suite there, thank you so much Richard for posting it there. But if you actually zoom into that picture, um, for like series one or series two, you could actually see the left, middle, and right ones of the of the potions is dusty, then sturdy, then blessed, and the reason for that is just basically just the condition that like the shopkeep would have them and whatnot, or um, you know, depending on like how long they've been sitting around, uh, what other potential potions mixed with them or made them blessed. And so there's some things in the works. I can't, I can't blurt everything right now, but um, I do basically want to have a, a, a lab table that you'd go to on my website. You'd be able to put in a couple different NFTs and basically combine things to make different potions. So uh, that's something that obviously is, is not right now, but that's something that I'm aiming towards in the, in the near future. So uh, those three different rarities and then series two. Okay. I've mentioned this once before, but series two has, uh, a new rarity that has not been seen yet. And there's only, I think three of them in the entire 3,333 pieces. And they are definitely the rarest. One of them is, uh, anti dimensional, uh, meta potion and then the other one is max dimensional meta potion and so uh those two one is owned the the one that is max uh the max version is professor records and then the one that is anti is mac so uh the reason i just really want to have something where it's like super unique and super rare so there's no utilities set for those yet, but as you can tell, because I like using utilities and combining things, there will, there will definitely be a reason why you would want to own those ones uh, going down the road. So, But as far as the main three, those are the main three. is Dusty, Sturdy, and Blessed. So eventually you could be a little bit Do of you, an alchemist to mix your potions and stuff together and see what it yields, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so How basically, like, I think it'd be so cool. And this is, oh, good, good. No, I was going to say, was how big is the, how big is the collection that you're going to be releasing on the 12th? That the the one that's coming out for series two, Fire Nice, will be three thousand three hundred thirty-three pieces. Um, half of the potions are ice, half of the potions are fire, and they'll correlate with uh, the storyline uh, down the road. So if you think of like how Pokemon does, how they have kind of like different types of themes for uh, different series and whatnot, or different card series, something along those lines. It's more just to add a little fun uh, theme to, to different stories. But yeah. So we've uh, we've kind of, between the few shows that we do have here on pretty much a daily basis, we've made a pretty large-sized polygon community out of this. Um, what initially made you decide to go the Polygon route as far as minting as opposed to another chain like ETH or Tezos or 
Solana or anything like that? Is it is it really been the strength and support that we've been able to build through the community? Was the fact that it's just cheap airdrops with your giveaways to your first series? Was it the combo deal? Yeah, so so Polygon was the first thing I knew of where I can really like just get get my work out there and just start sending it for free. Um, so that's why I got into Polygon at first back in October for uh, for the Potent Potion series when it started, and I was gonna actually go for Solana for series two, but um, what happened was Solana started having a bunch of shutdowns, and then some other security issues that were potentially there. Uh, and then on top of that, I, I bumped into owls while I started hosting spaces and then we just really clicked and he started introducing me to a ton of different people within the polygon community. I'm like all these polygon people. And I'm like over here with Solana. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, like it doesn't make sense that like, uh, for like cross networking and whatnot or cross promotion collaborations, like the people that I'm really connecting with, it would just make more sense if I just stood with Polygon. So that's what made me want to pretty much stay there and uh, revert from you know Solana back to back to Polygon to make sure that, and then also Series One's on there too. So it just it, it was just an easier decision. Yeah, us us Polygon people are a tight knit community. We, we don't like the <laughs> yeah. Solana folk. <laughs> yeah. So um. Let's let's kind of start breaking down the roadmap a little bit. Um, I saw on your website you have you have a few different things from your website and your Discord. So just just off the website, it says the first year you're going to try to convert this over into a graphic novel. It, have you started on this at all yet? And uh, if so, are you doing the entire writing process from the art to the actual storyline and then translating it into a little bit of a series? Yeah, great question. So, so for 2022, it's going to be comics. 2023 is the animated series, and then 2024 is video game. That's the layout, at least. So for this year, 2023, my uh, my aim is to have at least at the least three comics. Um, I'm thinking I, I'm still deciding how many pages, but definitely a, a good amount of pages to to get a good read and to like really kind of emphasize what's going on with the story and have fun with the illustrations. So, um, three different comics this year, and I'm planning to get all three of those done within the next six months and distributed one at a time. And then basically just, you know, comic one goes out when that's, when that's done and ready and whatnot. And so you'd, if you're owner of uh, series two potent potions, you'd be able to go on the website and get access to, to view the comic book. Um, and so that basically is like your token to be able to, to get access to that. And obviously I know there's people out there that like to, to rip things and whatnot and, um, to steal, but I mean, it's just one way to, to support the work I'm doing. And so for that, I'm doing the writing. So like for comic number one, I already started, uh, writing the script. Um, so what I was sharing with you, as far as a little bit of the background story, some of that is in there. And then uh, once I just get things out, then I'll just go through, refine things, go through, start storyboarding, finding out uh, what exactly I want to be in there, and then start putting in some nice, funny jokes and whatnot, and, and really just uh, playing it out. So if I'm able to sell the entire series of uh, even like half of the series for series two, I would definitely be able to be funded 
to do this and focus completely on this for the next at least six months to, to 12 months. So, uh, cause that would definitely help pay for, for rent <laughs> uh, and whatnot. So, uh, when it comes to the roadmap, that's, that's kind of the priority right now is just making sure that I get the word out, make sure I build, build real community. Like we were talking about at the beginning, you know, making real connections with people so that like, it's not like just an empty follower or empty uh, viewer, whoever, whatever it is, you know, that, that's somebody that actually is interested. And so uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I, and I know I talk a lot, but um, yeah, hopefully I answered your question there. So the following year when you're going to be putting out the animated episodes, are these going to kind of coincide with the comics that you're going to be writing or is it going to be a complete different storyline for the animated series so since i am a one-man show at the moment uh my current plan and this this could change depending on if, if, if i put a team of people together depending on you know budget and whatnot and availability of different people uh and also their skill level but my plan is whatever i do in the comics will closely resemble what is done for most of the animated episode or episodes. That way, a lot of the storyboarding is already laid out. And the kind of the approach is like what mangas or mangas, whatever you want to say. So like pretty much it's very close. What Whatever is in the manga manga is going to be what, what you're going to see in the animated series. You're just seeing like an animated version of it. Um, obviously, there'll be different things because animation re- requires a lot more. Uh, stuff than just you know drawing different frames for a comic, but that's that's the the kind of position I'm in is is making sure that I'm getting all that laid out. So towards the end of this year, so Q4, I'm going to already be starting to uh, you know work on all of the different storyboards and scripting and whatnot, and uh, potentially looking for for some people to join on if if possible. So. Have you done anything in the past with moving parts like an animated series or will this be the first time that you're stepping into something where you're actually going to be having the animations moving? Yeah. So that's a good question for myself. Um, I do like, obviously, you know, I do stay anonymous, but, um, or at least a certain amount of anonymous since I'm talking about I'm here, but, um, yeah, I've done, I haven't done like animated movies or anything like that but i've done little shorts you know for different clients here and there i've uh used to do a lot of different um one-on-one client work i've done probably over 100 different short animations in the past few years but i've been animating for longer than that you know that's that's more of like paid work um and when it comes to like character design, like that, that all kind of plays into it. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's hard to really iterate my talents or gifts without showing an old resume or old portfolio. And so that's why I'm working so hard to really just show people what I can do now in, in this account or with the work that I provide. And so that's why I'm working super hard, you know, making sure that I help people to trust in, in the process of what's going into it. Do you think in the near future we're going to have an NFT project be bought out by maybe a cable network and they're going to make an animated series? Let's say they make the potent potions into a Fox Kids television show. Do you think that's going to happen in the future? Heck yeah. 
I think so, and I I feel like I'm gonna be right there in front, trying to make my way in there uh, myself with different things. Like I don't, like I would rather, if anything, I'd rather have a completely um, blockchain station, like or or like television company, like like everything is run off the blockchain completely, and not like so- just these huge companies. So like a, a Hulu version of a block where people would go and do their little shorts and then you could access it through maybe a blockchain pass, right? You could have a blockchain network, you'd be a part of the network, you buy maybe uh, a blockchain pass that has a timestamp on it, it's good for three months, and then you go and yeah. unlimited. That would be kind of cool, huh? Yeah, there's actually something kind of like that, but not really. Uh, there's a couple different... Uh, platforms. One of them is called Odyssey, and uh, I still need to look into it more. But basically, you can take video and make it an NFT. And when they buy the NFT, they buy the video and access to watch it. And so it works kind of like YouTube, but on the blockchain. So uh, something like that it does interest me. I just, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure what I want to do yet because I'm still looking at my options. But I just want to make sure that whatever I do, that it's it's making sense for those who are getting involved and, uh, you know, funding the project and also just, you know, enjoying the content. Um, I mean, real quick, it's one of the reasons I do stay anonymous and I've, I've mentioned this before a couple different times, uh, in my, in my spaces is, um, I have family that's in the public eye. I don't want to cause attention to them or just stuff. So with that being said, that's why I'm working so hard to help people to trust me in other ways. So, you know, whether it's giving away a completely huge project that I've poured, you know, hundreds of hours into transferring them to people, you know, being as available as possible, staying involved with my community, being encouraging, you know, all these different things, networking and whatnot, doing spaces. So the ways that I can't really be vocal about who I am, I try to make up for it in other ways. And so with that, it's kind of hard to, to step into like, working with these large companies. And so that's why I think that there's going to be more people like myself who will desire a platform that is like Hulu, like you were saying, but on the blockchain where, uh, you know, say for instance, I don't know, uh, Royland from Rick and Morty, maybe he can't use his characters, but he's like, Hey, I would love to voice a character in yours. You're like, let's, let's come up with a character for myself and I'll do a cameo on one of your shows. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to promise anything, but I might have some connections that I can, uh, I'm never going to promise that to anybody, but who knows what doors will open up down the road as I continue this process. And so I'm just excited to see where it goes. And, uh, I don't want to over promise. I'd rather over deliver and just making sure that people know that there is huge potential for this type of stuff. Like if you're an animator, an illustrator, musician, like, you just never know who's going to bump into you down the road. But if you're staying consistent, like you're going to see some, some major gains for that. Absolutely. And, uh, you never know who you're talking to in spaces either. You get people stumbling. Exactly. Oh yeah. You're uh, taking off. Now I know it's a ways down the road, but have you put any thought into what type of video game that you might want to do? Or is this something that you're just, we're doing a video game three years from now and that's going to be it. For, it, for the time being. No, I actually drew up a concept back a couple months ago. 
um, just a quick screenshot just for the sake of, of myself, just getting it out of my brain to, to see it. And then I also showed it to a couple different people in discord. So only like the first handful of like 10 people that saw it. And then from there, I kind of just sat on it for a little bit to think more. Um, but yeah, so I already have kind of like the concept of what's going on. So I'm leaning towards, I want it to be a background story for Herb, the, the wise old frog. And so you're basically be playing as him in a roguelike dungeon video game. So if you've ever played Binding of Isaac or something along those lines, or like kind of like that top down game where it's like, um, no matter how many times you play it, there's always a different, you know, it's, it's generative. There's always a different type of map, a different type of scenario that you're playing. And so I would love for that to be what my game is. Cause I love, I love playing buying finding of Isaac, but I, I kind of love the idea of having like a family friendly version with like my characters and, uh, you know, just being able to play that. And I would play it all the time myself. I mean, regardless of whether other people play it or not, I'd play it all my, um, myself. And, and I think that's, that's the number one thing that I would want out of it anyway, is that I actually enjoy it. So if it's a game that I want to do and not for the sake of just making money or cash grab, uh, and I, then I could be even more picky about it and be like, no, this doesn't work well. That works well, you know? And so it allows me to be more passionate about it. Um, and so I do kind of have in my head the different styles I want to go with for it, but I, I'm, I'm trying to be a little picky as far as what I say. So that I don't overpromise something or if, if something does change over the course of the next few years, you know, but, uh, it's going to be basically a video game itself, but every single potent potions, and I want it to be forever. Every potent potion series that comes out will somehow be able to be used within the game, whether it's cosmetic or a certain potion, a certain uh, condition does something or gives you a certain amount of, of whatever in the game. I want there to be some sort of way that every potion can be used so that none of none of my artwork or none of my series gets left out. And so that's that's my main goal for that. And so obviously as time goes on, those who get in earlier, those are the ones I want to reward more as time goes on to, to say thank you for getting in earlier. So hopefully that makes sense as far as the type of game that I want to go for. Um, a lot of it is definitely influenced by art style that I really like with, with Binding of Isaac, but, um, but just a, my own approach with it. So what made you decide that you were going to do a Twitter spaces and do it every day like we do? What made you go that route? Building trust and networking. Um, I like, like I said, there's if you don't post your face, you don't tell people your name or they don't see you as a public figure or whatever. There's different ways you have to try to make up for that. Otherwise it's going to be hard to gain the trust of people to fund your project and to not think it's, it's a rug project. So literally the first question I asked myself because I kept on hearing about rugs was what can I do to help people trust that I'm not a rug? You know, that's literally the first question I asked myself. And I just came up with this, which was, you know, giving away 5,000 pieces of NFTs for free, completely all off of my, my own, uh, my own back as far as like money that went into it and everything like that. Um, and even the resells, I don't make anything really from them. And I just go in and I buy a floor, the floor ones anyway, and I give them away. So, uh, my whole thing is just to try to build community. And one of the best ways to do that is to make myself as available as possible. And so spaces, once I started them, I would do them like a couple times here and there. And I was like, there's something to this. 
and I would start getting some turnovers. And I got a couple of people bought some potions and I was like, you know, there's something to this. And, And I noticed that like when I didn't even talk about my work, but I was just myself and I was just genuine. I started getting some really good connections and networking. And so that's just how it kind of just rolled into where it was. And I was like, you know, I'm, I was like doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday for like maybe like an hour, hour and a half. And I was like, I need to do this more. I need to, I need to either do it or don't do it. You know, I'm, I'm very much a hundred percent or zero percent type of person. So, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do every weekday. That way I at least have the weekends. And then I'm going to do at least two to three hours every single day in the morning. And I'm going to be as consistent as possible. And with me showing how consistent I am and that I'm being over like the past two months, especially of of being within the community and doing spaces and stuff and sticking to my schedule, that in itself also shows that I'm not in it just for the money. You know, that in itself shows that I'm in it also just to connect with people and make some real genuine networks. So, so that, that's what really drove me to do spaces and to really kind of get myself out there so that people can trust me, you know, like. Cause that's, that's what I would want. If, if I'm, if I really want to get into a project and I, and I'm like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I want to know more about the, the artist. I want to know more about who's, who's working on it. And if, if they can't share personal information, then I at least want to get to know who they are as far as like just a personality, what's involved with them, their, their personal traits, their, their character. And so, uh, that's, that's kind of where I, I, that all stemmed from. And then one day I bumped into owls and we're like, we can, we can work on this together. And so we just been like putting our heads together is how we can, grow as a team uh, I, I love i love my creative owls if you haven't followed them you, you definitely need to follow them and we just i just told him i was like look my goal is to do my thing i know your goal is to do your thing and whenever we cross paths to to do our thing together i just want us to be able to flourish and whatever whatever we're good at and just communicate you know just make sure that we're, we're on, on the same page and just because we've been doing that it's just allowed us to just do our own thing like i don't even touch anything when it comes to metaverse Unless he's like, hey, can you do this for that or that for this? And I'm like, sure. Um, but it's like, that's his thing. And then like when it comes to artwork and uh, like what I'm doing or, or putting some merch stuff together, it's like, that's kind of my thing. And so it just allows us to also hosting and whatnot because he gets rugged a lot for some reason. <laughs> and so and so it really kind of helps with, with that dynamic. So we're just taking it full on and we're, we're completely dedicated to pouring into the community as much as possible with those spaces kind of funny how things work right when in in the nft space when you help other projects out you almost automatically help yourself it's really really wild yeah. how it works you almost don't have to promote yourself or do anything like that uh, as long as you're doing something that's going to benefit others you know it's like you're getting natural karma right back into the uh into the flow of things so yeah. right now we're doing a, an interview with mega retro nft he is releasing his second series of potent potions. It's coming out on the 12th. Make sure to uh, follow him, check out his page, and uh, you know we're we're gonna keep on going. These are gonna be rapid fire, right? So no no long question, no long answers. You ready? Yep, sure thing. All right. Um, do you think it's important that projects include some sort of utility? Absolutely. Whether it's Discord that is just only for those people or not, or whether it's something really deep and, and huge. All right. Um, being that you're creating an animated series uh, down the line, are you going to be doing the sound effects and the music for it as well, or are you going to bring in other artists in order to do that portion of it? 
I'm going to be relying on myself for everything, but I'm open to hearing if other people want to get involved. Okay. Uh, what what platform has helped your project grow more, Discord or Twitter? Uh, I would say TikTok at first to build the Discord a little bit. Then I realized t uh, Twitter was much more effective at better turnaround because TikTok was just for getting something free. And with, with uh, Twitter, I've noticed that people actually are invested in myself in the project. How long do you think before a major headlining artist uh, starts minting on Polygon? Somebody the caliber of like a multi-million dollar musician or a uh, like a superstar artist or maybe somebody that made it huge on the ETH blockchain decides to switch over to Polygon? Uh, I think kind of like how we ourselves, we stumble across Ethereum and Bitcoin, and then it just takes it just takes time, and eventually you'll bump into it. Somebody will introduce you, and you're like free gas fees, what? And then that'll start being more important to people, I think, uh, as Ethereum gets more expensive. Um, so I'd say probably in the next year or two, you're going to see. I would. This is my speculation. Few months by by the by the mid year by mid year of this year, we're going to see some big artists because. Also, Disney just announced they're getting, they're making their own metaverse. Well, and Event Sevenfold is, just released tickets to their shows on Polygon, so it's arguable Ooh. that it already happened. Nice. Uh, are, they still, are they still as relevant as usual? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're gaining relevancy in the space. Okay. All right. Um, What's the biggest mistake that you've made so far starting this project? Mm, that's a good one. I would say one of the biggest mistakes I made was trying to do things the usual way, with like follow for follow, share for share, throw my wallet address into these free giveaway stuff. I feel like um, all that kind of tainted my very start of, of creating this account. And, and what I'm doing, um, it wasn't it wasn't like a genuine start. And also, I would say this: I had a project before Potent Potions that I started, made it. I, I did a lot of work in it. I released it, and then deleted it like a month later. I made no sales because I had no community, no outreach, no Twitter interactions, no Twitter, uh, no Discord, and it really kind of just opened my eyes. Like I can't just throw things out there and expect it to sell. I need to actually put some put some time into building a community. So that was definitely one of my biggest things to, that kind of led to potent potions of uh, pouring my, everything I have into it. When when the gas fees uh, eventually get fixed with ETH 2.0, do you think a large majority of artists that are on Polygon currently are going to jump back over to ETH? I prefer to think of if not when. Um, <laughs> it's been a few years already, but I mean, who knows? Uh, and they actually just said that they weren't that close to it. They, to figuring that out, but I think you'll definitely have people hop over, but the thing that's going to keep people on Polygon is a community. Um, I, I feel like the community is going to be a, a big point for, for a lot of people to stay at, to collab, to have free. Cause either way, somebody will need free gas fees. 
you'll have a lot of scammers go over to Ethereum then once they drop their fees too, you know, so it's going to be everywhere. So, uh, community is going to be very important. Yeah, go ahead, Nate. Hey guys, uh, super excited to be here. I, I, uh, anyway, I'm just going to get right to the point. Um, can I ask questions for like towards Mega's project? Kind of, if I raise my hand, is that the format that we're going with? Or do you have like a, you call people up after a certain amount of time? Oh, no, I'm just going to open it up to whoever wants to talk to him. He only has a few more minutes, though, so be quick. True. Okay, great. Uh, Mega, this is actually a pretty big question for you. What are the chances that you will revive your old project with the social success you are seeing now? Because you have a community behind you. Would, what are the chances you would possibly revive all that work that you did, even as like a side project? I would say never. Um, but what I want to do since you mentioned it, it literally just sparked the idea of it'd be cool to take a couple of those characters because they were little critters, right? They looked like almost like hamsters. Um, and then it just didn't look quite right. It, it, I just didn't like the style of like how it looked after, after generated. So I was still learning how to use it. Um, but maybe have a, a few of those maybe in like a little village <laughs> in my animations would be kind of funny, a little nod towards my old stuff. Love it. Thanks, Mega. <laughs> You're doing awesome, by the way. Thanks. If anyone else in the box has a question or two for Mega before we wrap it up, uh, he has to be out of here very shortly. Hey, Mega. Uh, hey, Mega. Uh, big fan here. Uh, <laughs> just a uh, real big fan here. Uh, I, I just have a, a just a simple question for you, man. Where is Mega Retro a year from now? One year from now. So, this does used to be a quick answer, I guess. Um, so, I see myself having at the least three digital comics made, uh, a third series already done and distributed, um, a graphic novel that has limited prints and signed by myself and mailed out to those who own a blessed potion from series one, two, and three that can enter. Um, I see myself having a maybe within some holiday giveaways at the end of this year doing 3d prints. Um, I haven't released them yet publicly, but, uh, I'm close with somebody who is really good at 3d <laughs> and, uh, they did my, they did herb in a bunch of different poses. And I love them. So maybe like a resin 3d printed for like different, different giveaways with that. Um, and some special edition merch. Uh, sometime in the next month, I'm actually going to be releasing merch as well for actually probably even sooner than that. Uh, some merch for potent potions. So, so that's where I see myself with potent potions in the next year. And then towards the end of the year, Q4 is gearing up to get all the animation stuff, uh, started up. Thanks man. Big fan here. That's it for me. <laughs> that's owls. Give them a follow. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. All right, so if anybody else is up, uh, we got time for maybe one more question before we're going to call it quits, and then we're going to open it up to uh, anybody who has a project and just wants to show we're going to hang here for maybe a half hour or 45 minutes after the AMA. So if you want to talk about your project, you're going to be able to do whatever you'd like. Uh, anyone else have a question for them? When's the drop? Yeah, Mega, when was that dropping? <laughs> If you are a holder of Series 1, 
which is the one that that came out uh, in October. Um, if you were a holder of Series One before yesterday, yesterday was cut off, but before yesterday, then you can actually get into the presale, which is tomorrow. It's simply you just sign in on the website where you're minting, which will be released on Discord. Uh, you sign into the website um, with your MetaMask. You'll be using Polygon or Matic to, to purchase, so make sure you have that connected to your MetaMask as well. And uh, you'll have 50% off, and it automatically sees if you have Series 1 in your wallet so that you don't have to do any kind of like checks or any kind of that. It, we already do that for you. So uh, once, once that opens up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll be able to hop in there, uh, purchase up to four of them at 50% off, so 10 Matic each, uh, and then that's it per wallet, four. Because I really wanted to make it to where it's not like just one person owns a ton of them or a few people own a ton of them, so that it's really it really is distributed well throughout the community. There'll be 3,333 pieces, some very, very, very rare pieces in there. Um, there's a, There's up to 100 different potions you can get uh, with over 50 different background, uh, 50 different podiums, I think, no, 40 different podiums. And I'm sorry, no, even more than that, 80 different podiums and 50 different backgrounds. So I wanted to make the combinations as, as good as possible to get something where it's not like you're, you're getting something that looks the same. Cause I hated that about projects that I've seen. They all look kind of like the same or like very close to each other. So, um, so yeah. And then, Public is January 12th, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 24 hours after pre-sale. Uh, January 12th, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 20 Matic each uh, through Polygon or Matic on your on your MetaMask on the Minting site. So you get four max per wallet. And so if you got if you got four at pre-sale, you can't get four more in that same wallet. If you want to use a different wallet, that's up to you. I don't care. But just wanted to make at least a little restriction. Hey, Mega, real quick. Um, what are the benefits of being a Founders uh, founders Piece holder? Well, that's a good question. So I have these these pieces where it's, it was the original prototype concept of what it was going to look like, and I didn't go that route. There's going to be four potions on one, one NFT instead of focused more on just one. Um, those Founder ones went to people who uh, were a part of the community and Discord, uh, for the first two weeks, and there was only 22 people in there for the first two weeks. So um, I distributed, I think, 10 or 12 of them, and the rest of them I'm, I'm leaving there. I'm not giving them away. So there's only a small handful of them out there. If you own them, I don't necessarily have a utility for them at the moment just because they are kind of like just a side thing. Um, but it does spark my th- my brain to think maybe I could do something with them. All right, Mega. Thanks, well, Mega. I love you. Mega, <laughs> once, once you release, uh, I want you to come back here again, and maybe we'll do a little weekend session where we have a little bit more time to chat about it and you have to run. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and the, the good questions, man. You, you did a great job. And, um, I mean, just, just to say this, and I'm sure everyone could throw hundreds in here, like, Elon, like, and, and Rich, like, what you guys are doing here, you're going to see huge success as you continue this. Like, you're going to see people that come out of the woodwork. They're like, oh, did you go to the show? Did you go to your, did you go, did you see the interview? You're going to have people like Gary Vee on this thing, man. I, I, I see that happening. So, 
if you just continue doing what you're doing, I see big things for you. Um, and I'm excited to, to join you in celebrating that with you. So I just appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm glad I'm able to, to have, you know, friends within this community like you guys. And hopefully we continue to grow closer to each other as time goes on. Um, and, and we're able to support each other as time goes on and, and that we all just really benefit from being part of this community. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for this time and for genuinely caring about my project and, and what, what's going on with it and the story and stuff like that. I'm, I'm very passionate and excited about it. Thanks a lot, thank you everyone for listening. Potion, potions. It comes out. Uh, public sale is going to be on the 12th. Follow Mega here on Twitter. Go to his website, megaretro.art. Check it out. Buy yourself some mother effing potions. Let's get this rolling. I'm going to open up the floor right now. Whoever wants to talk about their NFT project, come up to the speaker box. We'll give you about three minutes and uh, we could just chat it up a little bit and uh, we'll wrap it up in maybe a half hour to 45 minutes. So just raise your hand if you're in the speaker box. We'll talk about what you got going on. Once again, follow Mega. Check out his release. He's going to have his public sale on the 12th. Pick yourself up some potions. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get crazy.